we do last monthly shitty oh we didn't do that okay Swami <clears throat> Jim Om Sarvangala Mangalyam Varinyam Varadam Shivam Narayanam Namaskritya Sarvakarmani Sakshariyat Om Sarashiva Samarambam Shankarachara Majjamamashmarachara Prayantam Bande Gurum Paramparam Mangalam Gurudevaya Devya Matriksha Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Brindevya Sarvalokaya Mangalam Om Stapakaya Chadarmasya Sarvadharma Sarupine Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishnaya Mangalam Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Deva Mahishwara, Guru Deva Param Brahman, Tasmai Sri Guru Vedamaha, Tasmai Sri Guru Vedamaha, Sri Guru Vyodamaha, Om Madhra Kalina Monitam, Sarasatinamonamaha. Jai Ma, a little bit nervous day with the fires burning around us. You saw the smoke? No, yeah. Um, yeah, top of the world has been um, evacuated. And um, it's uh, near Soka University, so we're watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a pretty. We can see the smoke from here. From here, you can see it. We're, we'll have to watch how the, how the day goes. We're praying for everybody's safety. So we've been. We're continuing. I think this is our seventh, uh, seventh uh, discussion on the introduction to the Kali Puja kind of a bird's eye view of some of the practices of the, the ritual practices of Tantric Puja, specifically the Puja we're doing here. Loosely going through the small book, our simple Kali Puja book, some of the main points that are there. And But I'm, this book is only a few, you know, it's like 15 pages, 20 pages long. Uh, so we're kind of taking a larger view, kind of um, describing um, the Puja that we do, the daily Puja here is a little more elaborate. We call it here the Nitya Kali Puja, the Puja Sun Daily in the temple. So it has a few more aspects of it. Each 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 section is, is expanded, and what we did last last week, we talked a lot about uh, pure of the different categories of purification, and then specifically we talked about uh, purifying the the paraphernalia of worship, the deity, 
Though I'm purific I think we ended with purification of the mantra. Mantra should he. So the next section is called Vani Prakara Pakarachita. Chinta. Chinta means thinking. This is um Chinta means imagining or thinking about a um, a circle of fire. Well, this is very cool. So, uh, uh, hmm, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, hmm. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> also, the last thing I looked at, I was looking some look online, and one verse from the Ashtavarta Gita came, may the forest of our ignorance be burnt by the fire of knowledge of Brahman. It's like, hmm, I don't want to like these. <laughs> anyway, there's a theme right now. Let's hope, keep it symbolic and, 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 and um, uh, subtle, not so gross. So this is, this is, a, so this is another aspect because a lot of the things we've been doing is about purification and also, um, and along with purification is also, pure, is also um, protection. We talked about the the Kabacha Mantra that we, at the beginning, the Kali Kabacha that's chanted, and also the sealing of the quarters of, of, the, of the directions like this. There's another aspect. And what it is, we imagine uh, a ring of flames around us, a protective ring of flames. Uh, um, and you can see there's a lot of, you know, it's, in a certain sense, this is also creating the Yantra. We talked last week about the directions being also like putting ourselves in the center of a Yantra and creating... Um, our kind of our our, our ge geometrical space uh, uh, with our with us in the center or Ma in the center. So this is another thing. It's another type of we we've sealed the center, but this is also another protective level. And and the idea it's we it's a, as as modern people we don't always think um, uh, uh, we don't have um, that much concern about like entities and energies and. And, and ghosts and demons and rakshashas and uh, yavanas and siddhas and kanadas and nagas you know it's like there's long lists of these care of the of these uh, 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 what's that semi-divine semi or semi yeah semi that's sometimes you see that translation as semi-divine beings right uh, but we have and, and so maybe the uh, contemporary and modern we, we really think we give them psychological meanings Right, we have to protect against you know our lust and anger and greed, and that's okay, and that's maybe a really good way to think about it, and a way to keep these things um, uh, uh, relevant, right? But we can also think that the the, the tradition comes. This is a, tra a traditional practice. It comes with traditional worldview, and the traditional worldview is a is a sacred worldview of a multidimensional universe, right? Uh, um, where worlds, we talked a lot a few weeks ago about where worlds meet, where the physical world, the astral world, the heavenly world, the divine world, all these meet. There's a tirta, the places where these places meet. A temple is definitely one such tirta. Uh, you can, um, where the deva world, especially the deva world and the earthly world meet, but also many, many worlds meet. Just recently there was a yogi who came. I'm forgetting his name just now, very nice yogi. And sometimes it's nice, because we live in our own little, uh, insulated world, or you know, it's like we a little echo chamber. You know, we 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 associate with like-minded people with a similar view of spirituality and like that. So it's sometimes nice for a traditional person from the outside with a different worldview, and everything he was talking about. Oh yes, this is very good for the astral beings, and you need to create a seat for the astral beings. And then and Ma has Ma has her gunas, right? They need a proper place. You know, it's like it's like oh oh yeah, I forget. That's actually a really traditional way of thinking. We don't think about this thing all the time, you know, and we use it a little bit more when we had more of that influence, right? But 
some of these practices, that is, that's their primary meaning, is, is protect literally against, you, you create a, 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 a fence, a, a real astral fence. And I think even like in some magical, Western magical traditions, they draw uh, um, a circle with salt, or you draw God's names around you to protect. There's some idea like that. This is the same type of thing, right? And so, th and what we do, it's a very simple thing. You take a little bit of water in your hand, and you chant the mantra for water. The mantra for fire. The mantra for fire is Ram, right? And you pour it kind of in the counter, counter clockwise circle around you. Sometimes you can just people just pour it this way, or some people will actually like with it with kind of wet fingers actually draw, you know, draw a square or a circle around them, a closed, a closed circle around them, and and then and then it says chinta uh, that an imagining when this is done that that there's literally a circle of fire around you and some think well why are we making a circle of fire with water you're using water to make a fire right because it's obviously water is not is the enemy of fire in a certain sense right um, we have, we're careful how we use water around fire but the water is simply being used as a medium and the the, the fire is not the uh, physical manifesting fire it's the mantric fire and the mantra the the the, the the name of something, but not even the name of something, the sound of something, the, the natural sound of something, the, the, the beej, the vibrational uh, nature of fire, is more fire than fire. You know, fire, fire actually, you know, it's like it says, like the, the Upanishad says that, that uh, fire is in wood, right? So when you light, you create a situation where, as we're seeing just around over the hill there, fire is coming out of wood, right? The potential is there. So in a certain, that's its most, that's its most when something is burning, it's its most gross manifestation, right? It's the least. It, it's it's the it's the most external aspect of something, right? Uh, the most dramatic, and actually the most fleeting. When something burns, it burns and it goes out, right? It becomes ash, you know. So the the so the invocation of the month. It's not actually like like you can also like like candles around you make a like make a, you know, some circle of flames around you. But that's doesn't seem to be necessary. It's like the, the mantra is more fire than fire, how we can think of it. It's like the, uh, the vibration is primary. The thought is primary. The mantra is more fire than the, the word. Just, in a certain sense, we have ideas of God, but we don't know what the, but the name of God for us is more God than God. Our idea of God is one thing. The name immediately, the mantra, the beach mantra have more power until we have that, in, uh, at least at our level. Right? <clears throat> and, it's very simple. You do the thing, and then and then you imagine. It says it's, it gives instruction to imagine a circle of flames around you, a protective circle of flame, stopping any inauspicious influence, any vibration, any astral, ghostly, under any uh, type of influence. And so it's just in the mind, right? But it's interesting when we look at Sri Ramakrishna's life. We Sri Ramakrishna was also a priest, right? He did puja. He did the Kali puja for many years. And he was trained in the traditional worship uh, of Kali Puja. And so when we look at this chapter in the Lila Prashanga, the Ramakrishna and his divine player, the great master, Rasamasharadhan, he goes, he gives many, I was looking for it the other day and I couldn't, for a reason I couldn't find a section. Whenever nowadays in my old age, I look for something, I can't find it anymore. But it's been there. I've looked, I've read it a hundred times and except for the, preparing for this class, now I can't find it. Uh, but it's, uh, he describes his own, like, his, his practices, both as part of his sadhana and his work as a pujari. And, and in it, he did it. But everything he did, 
one thing you could say he was an intense personality and therefore every he took things to an extreme or had an extreme realization of everything but another thing he he saw the we don't have the mind to see what's really happening he may have had the pure a pure enough mind to see what actually happens we believe or we imagine we hope that something happened he saw something happening so when he do this ram 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 right he'd see the flames in his mind but so much so that it got hot right and then pretty soon he'd be like like surrounded by flames and then he claimed that this is true this is what we hear that the 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 hairs of his arms would start to burn and the smell of his he'd smell the burning hair this could be just an extremely powerful concentration and the visualization was so real or in his mind when his him saying ram 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 created an astral fire that that had this effect right it's very interesting because you, you it's like we things that we believe or we imagine he experienced and saw them as real so it shows the type of uh, uh purity and intention and concentration we need to have such an experience that's one thing but it also shows the reality of what we're what we're practicing it's not just imagination it's something really happening right and then there's another thing called uh deha marjana this is the protection uh purification protection of the deha deha means the body uh, deha means uh dehinam uh, this is this is the name for a human being in the very common name for a human being is an embodied person right because here we wouldn't be without a body i mean without a body or an astral at least an astral body if not a physical body we what are we right actually the um um parashuram the kapila sutra kapila we did um we did that tantric text some time ago what was it called kapila it was um it was um parashuram spoke it i'm forgetting just now <laughs> we, we we worked on it a lot we worked on it for 2 3 months you know i have those recordings somewhere hmm okay anyway it's anyway but there's a great line that says that actually covered by the body by the bodies by the dehas or is like that uh shiva is jiva right the supreme consciousness is a, is a person acts as a person as an individual and uncovered jiva is shiva right so the the very another word for an individual or a jiva is somebody that's been sheathed or covered right embodied either in a physical body but our physical body again just like fire is the most gross manifestation of many many other types of subtle body we know that system of uh, the the what is it the five koshas covering 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 that type of type of idea so deha so this is the purification or the or, or um of the of the deha of the dehas of the bodies and it's done three times it's a simple thing you pass your hand over you'll see during puja somebody doing like om swaha or om kring swaha here we do it with the beach mantra om kring swaha om kring swaha om kring or some different priests have their own style like this and i've seen people do this you know whatever whatever it is and it's done three times i've asked several uh, uh tantric about why it's done three times and the answer is there's not a, con- a, a affirmative a conf- uh, um uh, authoritative answer but they said it's for the three bodies the common the most the, the main you know the physical body the subtle body and the astral something like that you know the three worlds we have this type of idea this trinity or it could also be the some people have given that oh it's the mind it's the um, the the body the mind and speech that's a common thing also what we do with our hands with our with our body what we do with our tongue what we do with our mind manas vacha karmana like this right mom so so deha mar deha marjana samkhusa and then atma raksha atma raksha means the protection of the self and atma we mentioned last week atma means many things according to what 
what the topic what what's in context atma means the self atma means the soul atman also means the body atma means the mind right so this is just protection of one's being atma raksha and it's and it's usually there's different puja books will have different uh, mantras but this is a very common one om durge durge rakshini swaha durge durge oh durga 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 is the protector and she overcomes uh, all suffering all difficulties actually better durga durga means suffer, uh, difficulty so durga durga rakshini oh oh durga the protectress or protect me is another way to say, way of saying it swaha om am hum tat swaha these are dealing with we, we've talked about hum pat in these different mantras already so i won't spend much time on it so then <clears throat> we're, we're working our way up to is bhuta shuti that's the main core of of, of the purification of, 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 uh, and puja, the purification of the self, purification of the elements. That's our main topic today. And in often in daily puja, the next section I'll kind of skip before I just get to Bhutta Shuti because it's, everything stops and sometimes you need to move. And that's a pranayama series. And part of Bhutta Shuti has pranayama in it, but there's a pranayama usually done before Bhutta Shuti. And actually it says in the Mahanabhana Tantra that uh, 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 without pranayama, puja has no effect. There's one mantra like that. It also says by the abundance of pranayama, there is abundance of fruit in puja. Right? Uh, it's like the abundance of nyasa, the abundant fruit. There's mantras like this. There's a mantra, I don't have these, these verses in front of me right now, but there's a mantra that says um, uh, in the tantric text, in the, um, I can't remember the text, so it might come to me if I keep talking. Um, uh, that just like, uh, you know, like a, what are they called? Chain mails? What are they, those, those coats of uh, of um, metal, like chain that it's to protect against chain? That's chain mail, right? So imagine we have our sins. The result of that have, are, are like a, a a heavy, heavy, heavy chain mail coat. It says by pranayama, it's removed. There's lots of mantras like that describing the glory that the the things are are, are removed. And uh, <clears throat> And pranayama, let's see here. And so, in the in in actually, you'll see if you go to any even you go to a, like a really orthodox South Indian Vaishnava temple or Shaivite temple, you'll see. Or if you ever attend a puja or a Hindu wedding and the pujari, the lowest pujari at one point will do. They'll do some very. Sometimes it's only inhalation, holding, exhalation, stop. Right? They don't do like this whole series that we would usually do as pranayama, nadi shodana, and all those types of things that we would do. But minimally, because actually there's a verse that says that pranayama is, is you, you, with the Gayatri Mantra, one's going in, for uh, one's holding, one time out, right? The long form of the Gayatri Mantra, that's a 64-syllable mantra. That's the Om Buhur, Om Bubaha, Om Subaha, Om Janaha, Om Tapa, Om Satcham, Om Sat, you know, there's a longer form of the mantra that's mentioned. And that's often used, the long form of the Gayatri Mantra is mentioned in the Vedic text on, uh, and, and Tantric text is the mantra for pranayama. And so that's a very common thing. In, tantra, in the Tantric Puja, that's usually not the one it's done. Instead, what's done is we, do, we still do it with a mantra and visualization. Uh, um, we do it with the Bij Mantra of the deity. Uh, like some people will, just, will chant Om. You know, chant Om in, holding out with Mantra Om. Some, some texts will say that that's, that type of pranayama is for sannyasis. Sannyasis chant Om with pranayama. Others chant other mantras. And there's a different. There's two types of two types of pranayama. One is with mantra, and one's without mantra. Right, sam mantra and nir mantra. Or sometimes it's also, and sometimes it's with not only a mantra. Sometimes it's with a visualization. 
like like Sami Ramatruta in one of his books, uh, uh, um, uh, 1903, 1904, one of his lectures. He, he says, when you breathe, don't just breathe, let your, bring your mind into it. Breathe, like imagine breathing in cosmic power, right? And breathe out all duality. I mean, you, you can do this type of, you can make it auspicious, not just breathing with, with some conception. You know that they call that in the in the shastra that when you when you do month when you do pranayama with a ment, an auspicious mental visualization or with mantra they call it sagarbha, right? Sagarbha means like like with the womb, or with uh, garbha means womb, garbha means secret, garbha means hidden. You know this is like an, an internal. It's not just. Just, just breathing or manipulating prana. It's, it's, it's a bringing, doing some subtlety within. So this in 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 this pranayama and puja is done with, with its sagarbha. It's done with a deep deep uh, concentration, a deep um, visualization with mantra. And so it's done. Maybe you, maybe you, people know this uh, like this. Um, what they call it? We sometimes call it nadi shodana, right? The purification of nadis. This is not exactly, but it's in the same pattern. And the pattern is inhalation, holding. Uh, um, and exhalation uh, in, a, in a pattern of two, eight, four, or four, eight, sixteen, or eight, six, thirty, sixty-four, thirty-two. Anyway, you know the, the whatever it is. Actually, the proper amount that like, should be at the top should be sixty-four, as mentioned. Right. This is, this is called. There's also in the tantra it mentions there's inferior pranayama. There is middle pranayama and superior pranayama so uh, i am unfortunately still in the inferior pranayama i don't have the lung power <laughs> but that means the holding should be 64 which means the exhalation should be 32 i mean the inhalation should be half of 32 is 15 16 thank you my i was a liberal arts major religious studies major requires no math now it does but at that time back in the day I could, you could sneak without any almost any math <laughs> It's the only reason I went into this life in this particular profession, although I said I couldn't make it in any other profession. But I have to at least have to count to 16. <laughs> that's my new, that's my, my, the highest math I need is to count to 16. Right. And so it's done with the Bij Mantra. And, and there's a. Let me find here. Okay. It's done with. Uh, um, uh, there's a mudra called Vishnu Mudra. Vishnu, like a V. You know, it's like the Vishnu Tilak. That's what's usually done. And sometimes it's, uh, uh, we're taught in our ashram, when we were taught pranayama from our ashram, we do it with, uh, uh, how do we do it? With the middle finger kind of touching the third eye and, and use that as the um, uh, kind of foundation. And then the other two move this way, right? It's either like this or like we did it, the way I was taught my Guruji was like this. So we, we tend to do it that way. Also has something that stabilizes but also stimulates what you're trying to do. As you're manipulating Ida and Pingala, you're trying to, Bring the attention to the Agna Chakra, right? Uh, therefore, the where the three meet, which is the, which are the day we're supposed to close for the fire. We got the biggest crowd. <laughs> I don't know. We're actually thinking it will probably nobody's going to come. We should, no, we should cancel because of the fire. <laughs> this is weird how this happens. <laughs> Sometimes there's four of us. Anyways, <clears throat> see what it all means. Um, <coughs> And so, and and there's a there's a reason why this balance between, like, there, there's okay. There's, as far as there's there's usually warnings about pranayama, 
And this is Swami Vivekananda was very careful that he never taught pranayama publicly. There's no talk where he mentions pranayama and the importance of it. In his Raja Yoga, he goes in great detail, many talks he gave, but he never talked about it directly because he believed that it was potentially dangerous. Right? And now, but nowadays, I mean, it's still potentially, now it is actually not potentially, now it actually is dangerous. The potential has been fully manifested, and everybody's learning pranayama in, the, in yoga classes at school, you know, in classes that, uh, you know, we did pranayama at OC, Orange Coast College yoga class. Like going, okay, I guess it's okay. You know, <laughs> I was wondering. You know. But most of the time, it's actually not that dangerous because nobody's doing anything that's doing anything that, that intense, right? But there is a potential danger. It's like, you know, this house has been wired by an expert, right? And so, without we we wouldn't go in and start rewiring it without a good reason, right? Without a good reason and without proper knowledge, right? You know, so and and so our nervous system has been wired a certain way by by the maker of our body, by nature herself. Um, and so we start manipulating it. We should, have a good, we should have a good reason to do so, not just because that's, they teach it at the yoga class, right? It should be a good reason to do it. And we should also, and if we're doing it for a good reason, right, we should, we should do it carefully and know what we're doing, right? And so the way we were taught in our ashram in, in, in Allahabad is that, that uh, there's other preparatory practices that are done, other forms of pranayama, Vastrika pranayama and kapilbhati pranayama and these other type of preparatory, they're also potentially dangerous. They can be done to build your system and get your and get and purify the the, the, the nadis to hold an inflow of prana in a certain way. And he said, if you do this for a long time, even if you do it like consistently without break for a month properly, not dangerous and nothing too dangerous. And then you do they call it alumbilum, which is alternate nostril with no retention, right? And usually we do it with like with a, a, a Equal in, equal out. Equal in, equal out. If you do that for 30 days, 40 days, regularly, with no, with no uh, um, uh, break, right? And with no problem, right? With no strain, right? That you naturally build your system up like that. Then, and then, then you switch to in, in, uh, inhalation, exhalation. Exhalation becomes double, right? That begins to change your... Uh, that, there's a reason for that. When it's, it does it, it re... Um, it does something to your brain um, uh, waves, if that's the right word. I'm not sure. I'm not being. I'm, I can't give. I can't give a neurological evidence of this, but this is the belief, right? That the balance balances Ida and Pingala and does some things, but also the, this switch creates. It, it, if you ever experimented with pranayama, you'll see it's like whoa. At the end of which, you're like whoa, right? That your your mind is different. Your your consciousness is different. You're very internalized. Very it's like very, a little bit surprising. What it does to your awareness. There's a there's a reason for that. If you do that for 30, 40 days without break, right? Then you can then you this nadi sodana pranayama, where you where you inhale and exhale and retain, right? That's potentially that potentially danger can be done safely. Guruji, our Guruji says, right? And Swami Shivananda also he was in just today. I was looking at a small book on. He has a book called The Practice of Pranayama. It's always good to look to Swami Shivananda. He was a and people want to question and answer part of it. Somebody uh, just says, is it, isn't, isn't this dangerous? He goes, yes, it's dangerous, but you shouldn't be too, people are too worried about these things. Right? Just do, do it consciously, without, carefully. And part of it, one of the reasons also that it's potentially dangerous is that it, it can make the mind, it can, it can make the mind un, unstable. Because in that five kosha system, we didn't really talk about that. We won't have time to talk about it so much. But, Underneath the thing that supports our mind, prana is one of the one, one of the things that supports the mind. 
if you affect prana, you're going to affect the mind. Right, so you have to be a little. Uh, that's one thing you have to be a little careful not to make the mind unstable. And one of the ways to make the, keep the mind stable when you're doing pranayama or any type of energetic practice, tantric practice is by definition energetic, uh, um, and therefore potentially disrupting, is sometimes it's just a mental attitude to be grounded and not be disrupt, not let your mind be disrupted. What happens a lot in 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 Western yoga tradition is that we think being unbalanced. Uh, and airy and flighty and, and, and spacey as the goal. That's somehow another the sign of our spiritual advancement, to be spacey, right? And but the exact opposite. We have to, we have to, the, the goal is to be grounded, right? And, and, and you can see all the things we've done in puja is about purification of seat and, and there's all these things. And as, and as you go into these more subtle astral energetic things of Bhutashuti, it ends also with like being grounded, Right, alam bilam. Also, not only do you go up, you also have you have to have a foundation to build that on. And Swami Chaitananda, very uh, in a simple, wonderful way that I think about all the time. He tells people, uh, he says, you have to have a, 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 a calm stomach, cool head, act normal. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is, and then with that, do your sadhana. Act normal. Just act normal. That <laughs> was just like, you know, but it really just a simple thing correct so many things right just act normal then you can die what happened because then you, as you as things come up and as as you have internal dynamic uh, experiences and movements and purification and breakthroughs it doesn't get um dramatized if you dramatize it it's gone right you know uh, but if you like like it's like like if you eat something you can't digest it you, you throw it up and it's gone but everybody knows look what look, look what i ate Right, you know, there's a weird thing back there, but it's not. It's, 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 nobody needs to see that, and you just lost it. Literally, you lost your. We even use this type of language. You lost your lunch, right? You couldn't keep, hold, couldn't hold it down. You know, this type of. We use this type of language, but if you, but if you digest it, you hold it in a little bit. You don't dramatize it, right? Uh, then, then you digest it. You, you, it builds you. It's that that becomes one of the things that nourishes you, and then you can handle the next thing. Your nerves become stronger. Your mind becomes stronger. Your pranas become stronger. Uh, 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 you can hold more. <clears throat> it's also a good thing is that that's one of the things is that in, in general we're we're not to show too much spiritual, um, uh, um, uh, you know, like uh, there's external manifestations that happen in, in people's meditation stages. There's uh, external kriyas and things like that, and some traditions emphasize that we're taught actually to hold it down as best possible, even not to show too much external emotion of our internal emotion externally because it's the same, it's the same person to hold it and, 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 and to digest it and you can see if you're trying to hold something down still like it will overflow if something you know if you have a, 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 a you know something you know uh, uh, milk overblown you have a bunch of boiling milk on the stove right and, you, and it begins to overblow what you do you put a lid on it you do the best you can right still it's going to Right, because then it's against your against against your um, uh, against even though you've been trying to control it, it still overflows, right? So that happens in spiritual life also. In spite of having a tendency to be normal, act normal, and hold it in, and not like that, still things these the the, the sattvika bhavas and these different symptoms come, right? Or you know, in spite of not trying to overly emphasize our spiritual emotions, still tears come, or you know. And shout, you know, that's that. Then you know that's an authentic thing, right? Because it's in spite of you trying to hold it, it over, it still overflows, right? You know, maybe the pot's not big enough yet. You know, you have to. It's but, 
but it's not, it, it, it's part of it. So prana, I think a lot of the pranayama practice, a lot of stuff can be corrected by uh, the simple act of like uh, uh, act normal and trying to hold it like this. Sometimes I used to, people don't write me anymore because I don't think people want to know my opinion about anything, which is good for me, right? <laughs> but a long time ago, people would write me a lot of like, people like, oh, I'm having this experience. My Kundalini is awakened. I'm doing pranayama now. I'm Kundalini in my, and, and, and I'm having this, this experience. And, and you'd let it write back is these are the symptoms of improper practice, right? Not like, oh my God, you're having these deep realizations. And I should encourage you. Know, like, Oops, it could be, right? But, but the texts actually show that what you're doing, whatever you're doing that's causing that, you probably shouldn't be doing it. And why are you doing it? Right? There are good reasons to do it, and, and, and this, this shouldn't be the symptoms. There, is, there are deep symptoms. Uh, but often, so anyways, people don't usually don't like that answer. You know? <laughs> but uh, um, but uh, like a lot of people, the old Kundalini experience, these are, not, these are actually pranic experiences. And these are, anyways, it's a different topic, but it's, 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 there's a danger in pranayama, and in puja also there's a danger. Uh, this is the part that's potentially a little disturbing, um, and so in in the puja, not much pranayama is done. It's three rounds of pranayama, so it's only three breaths, which means six, six, three breaths, six, you know, inhalation, inhalation, right? But it's sagarbha. I mean, it's very intense, right? Because it's being done with mantras, not just with mantras and concentration. It's done with uh, bij mantras. And not just any bij mantra here, because the Kali Puja we're doing the Kali bij mantra, and the Kali bij mantra has a, 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 um, a potential danger. Another potential danger is that it's living. Most we talked last week about how mantras have to be, especially bij mantras. They they're not they're they're, they're um, unless they're received properly through initiation, unless they're uh, um, um, chanted a certain amount, a certain way, a certain amount of purity, they don't become alive. There's a term coming in the next section called the kilakam. There's believe that every mantra has a pin that holds it together. I sometimes think of it as a as a uh, grenade pin, right? You know, it's like something that holds it. A grenade is just a thing unless you pull the pin. Right? You pull the pin now. It's there's a, now the power can be manifested quickly, right, and very dramatically, right, and so. Most mantras, the pin is in there. It has to be removed. Either it's removed and handed to you. That's called diksha, right? Or it's by tremendous amount of, called purus charana, where you chant the mantra 100,000 times per syllable with all these rules over 40. You know, there's a, a science for it given in the tantra shastra called mantra purus charana, uh, ways to awaken a mantra. Like this, or by just one's spiritual intensity, right? Sri Ramakrishna heard a mantra once and, and immediately it exploded in his consciousness. He had the... Like a, he was ready for it. His mind was so so ready for these things. Uh, but the the Kali Beach Mantra, this cream, is considered already awake. Doesn't need any process to awake, right? And that's when one of the benefits, one of the dangers that that, that the things that, that usually protect mantra, the power of mantras from manifesting. Uh, um, uh, most people they chant all they want, and not much. There's not much danger. But the, with Kali, there's an immediate uh, response. And the, and one of the benefits of that is that you come you know you see you, you you whether you have faith whether you have a lot of meditation whether you have whether you're pure whether you've you have a lot of like past life experience with but you you go to a you go to a kali temple it's like whoa there's a, you know there's a medic response it's a living there's a mantra uh, um, uh, um, what is it uh, kali yuga kali jagrat or something there's a mantra like that that in kali yuga all the devas are sleeping. 
hate to tell everybody in Kali Yuga, it's like winter. In winter, most things are asleep. Not much. Not much of uh, nature itself goes to bed. Goes to sleep. Uh, 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 bears hibernate, and plants pull their energy in like this, right? So it says in in in, in Kali Yuga, this is the winter of the Yuga of, of of the cycle. So the devas themselves are asleep. It says in the Shastra, right? But two are awake in Kali Yuga. Sri Ramakrishna repeat this mantra a lot. He points this out. He says Kali is awake, and anybody know the second? No, no. She was. She was asleep underneath Ma. What are you talking about? <laughs> Even the image. She was asleep underneath Ma. <laughs> right, baby Krishna, Gopa. Interesting. Not Krishna, baby Krishna. <laughs> these are the two. Right? Baby, and you see, these are the immediate, immediate the immediately response responses. But the, her bij mantra is also incredibly responsive. So this is the Sagarbha uh, Pranayama, where it's, where where mantra is chanted. And counted, usually counted with the fingers, counting, let's say, four, holding, <laughs> 16, ex- exhaling, eight, inhaling, four, holding, 16, exhaling, eight, but with this mantra. And, and, and the rhythm of the mantra is usually roughly to the rhythm of one's own um, uh, pulse. There's a natural rhythm within, you know, you can, it's a natural type of thing. And so it's, it's, it's short, but very, very intense. And the reason, another reason why I done with the mantra is that you're tuning. Not only are you are you balancing and awakening and Ida and Pingala and all in order to prepare for the Bhuta Shuti, this internal tantric practice that follows. <clears throat> you're also tuning everything to the same sound of the deity. You're connecting it with the Bij Mantra. Your breath itself is becoming the Bij Mantra. The, the, everything is is connected like this. So it's not, it's it's a very intense type of thing. <clears throat> and then comes the actual Bhuta Shuti. The Bhuta Shuti. There's a mantra. <clears throat> so, uh, so, so Buddha Buddha means um, uh, uh, spirit, uh, like a like a ghost would be a Buddha, right? Buddha means like like the self, like this type of like one's essential nature. Buddha, but another meaning of Buddha means uh, elements, like earth, fire, water, air, ether. These are the Buddha, punch Buddha, we call it, right? Right, but if there's a ghost, we call it oh, we we're boot action. We sometimes say <laughs> that's how we have a code word, oh, boot action lately. You know, it's like we some weird subtle thing. But also, we use the word even. You can see how those words are connected. I think we mentioned a few weeks ago that we say oh, there's elementals, elemental spirit. These like even like even with the element, we can see we can see how there's a crossover between the idea of like ghosts and elements or energies or spirits or deities and like that. But so but here, Buddha will, will take the primary meaning of elements. So Bhuta Shuri means therefore purification of the elements, right? And so, but this is also Bhuta Shuti also means one's um, uh, purification of one's um, own being. So, how does purifying the be- one's own self and purifying the elements? How are they the same thing, right? So the the first there's a there's a, a there's a there's a couple of things. There's one there's a mantra called the Bhuta Shuti mantra. It's in the small book. Uh, uh, it's a four-verse uh, mantra, four sections of the mantra. It itself encapsulates the whole thing. And then there's a set of visualizations or pranayamas or uh, 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 meditation that, that uh, in one sense, does what the mantra says. says. But the mantra itself does it. If I say, Om, like, I bow to Shiva, and then I can say, Om Namah Shivaya, and then I can take something and, and, and then I can go and bow to Shiva. Right, or I could vision myself bowing to Shiva, but saying it also bows. Saying I bow to Shiva is bowing to Shiva. So saying the mantra 
in a certain sense, does buta shuti. It does what it's supposed to do. But then we can go back and unpack it and try to visual and do it very consciously, right? So I'll, I'll, the first month that I'll, I'll say, Om Bhutra Shinga Shashiraha Shushumnapatena Jiva Shivam Paramashiva Parayodhyami Swaha. So, <clears throat> because this is a, essentially a tantric practice, it's dealing. It's going to use the 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 um, the, uh, um, the system of the chakra, the idea of the kundalini, and the chakras. So that's going to and so. Now the question is, where are the chakras? Of course, we know. Well, you can see a book. I think. Right. See, they're right there in the book. No, no question, right? But are they really there? You know, we know, oh, Muladhara chakra to the base of the spine. Second chakra, we Anahata, We can we, we know where they're supposed to be, right? And and maybe they're there. You know, Swami Shivana said you can dissect them and you don't find them. You can. He says I was myself. He was a medical doctor. He's dissected uh, cadavers and never found. Exactly a chakra, right? There's clusters of nerves in that area. There's, you know, plexus and things like that. So there's not unrelated, but they're not exactly the chakras. Uh, uh, so the general idea is that the, the physical body is strung on the scaffolding or the infrastructure of the causal of the astral body, the energetic body, right? The subtle body or the subtle anatomy. Uh, so, the, so that's one we can think of it. But it could also not be true at all. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not true, right? Because in the ancient text, even the ancient tantras, there's no mention of the, of the Satchakra system. The six chakras that came into existence, we know a certain date when they, I don't remember right offhand, but there's scholarship on this. It's not hard to, uh, um, uh, to think about. I mean, we know the date where the first text first mentioned them, right? Um, and maybe, so. well, they've been discovered at that time, and now they really work because now we've discovered the system. But they've always been there. But we've never discovered that could be, right? Or it's a it's a way that could be, and I don't I don't doubt that. I think that's probably true. But even if it's not true, this is whatever it is. This is this is a map of dealing with very deep, subtle things, right? Right. We don't know how to deal with the elements that go to make up our con the, the container of our consciousness. We don't know what that. I mean, I say I just said that I was like, wow, I'm very impressed with. I just came up with that. I just composed a very sophisticated idea, right? But we don't know what that is, <laughs> like, right? But we can visualize it, right? And we can connect. We can connect with it energetically, mentally, visually, and and therefore deal with very subtle things, by 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 attributing, by working with a map. It's so once it's it's a tantric map for our internal world, right? And you could say, oh, like like uh, like Muladhar, like in 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 the and as the tantras became more developed. They're not just like different lotuses or centers or wheels. They become yantras with colors and deities, and each deity has a mount, and then there's other animal that supports that mount, and then the, each chakra has different uh, letters. And the letters also have the matrikas, and they have their their consorts and their and their you know it gets very um, durga durga very um, uh, elaborate. It's a classic tantric visual visualization. Right. But even that in the Muladhar chakra, there is there's um, um the, the deity, presiding deity is Ganesha. We mentioned that the very first talk in the puja, right? He, he's the one who guards the Muladhara. And we've talked a lot about that. But there's another animal in the Muladhara, and that's a crocodile or an alligator. Crocodile probably Indian is a crocodile, I think, right? Copy crocodile, right? I don't think there's alligators in India. Right. So what's a crocodile? Very interesting. A crocodile lurks, right? You know that's the thing. It's, it's unseen. You know he's there, and we know he potentially is dangerous, but they're not seen. 
anytime they can come up and, and grab you. Interesting, you know, people who like lived in Florida or in like around Prairie in South Carolina, you, you walk along the river, you take your walk dog for a walk. You're always conscious. You have to be a, a little conscious how close you get to the water, right? Because you never know. There could be, you know, with a little chihuahua on the leash, you know, they're, 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 they're easy prey, you know, it's like people lose their dogs this way, you know, people lose their kids this way, you know, I mean, you never know. People, even people swim, swim in these lakes and rivers, right? Right, but they know. But they do. Imagine what you do. They they swim, they surf, or they boat, or they you know. But they're always a little conscious that there's that there's there's unknown danger just below, right? So that's one of the visualizations. So in modern psychological way of thinking it, we would think of the uh, muladhara to be like the unconscious. It's the pool of the unconscious, right? Where we have we have unseen drives, unseen desires, fears anxieties these these things that go to makeup so that's that so i mean we modern people would have a different language we'd use the language of the psychology of, of the unconscious mind the subconscious mind and and these type of things right yogis have this they, they have they they deal with it uh, visually imagery whose mantras and images and, and deities and yantras right it's another way of dealing with it and in one sense one of the things we're going to say is it's it's a it's a it's a it's a uh a very uh, good way. We'll talk at, at towards the end uh, uh, that it's 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 in a certain sense better than the psychological pattern. I'll, I'll explain how. So, so you, so uh, uh, so we have the the each chakra is and 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 so the idea of chakras and kundalini, and one way to consider the chakras and the elements. You imagine you have you have infinite consciousness, whatever that is. You imagine infinite consciousness, right? Uh, if you were to say something infinite and then give it some sort of limit, right? So you have the idea of something infinite, all-pervading, infinite, all-powerful, all-expanding, all-without, and give it some shape or some quality. The, the, the first thing we can do, one thing we could do, we can say, oh, that's mind, and think we can go like that. But let's get into the elements. It's the element of akasha, or akasha, space, right? Space is something, but it's nothing, right? It, there's nothing, it, it, but it's, you can describe it. You're describing something that's not that's not really a thing, but you can describe it so it's a thing, right? So, and these these elements are not the periodic table of elements. This is five elements, not whatever we have nowadays. Berkeley, Berk, what are we have one? Berkelium is one that was created in Berkeley. I mean, it existed for I think ten thousandths of a second, and it's <laughs> it was but it happened in Berkeley, Berkelium. Uh, so, so we'll start with space. So then you have so that's one idea. So you have infinite, the infinite being somehow or another limited, but the infinite can't be limited. It's just a way of talking, right? The way of analyzing something, right? It's a way of describing our experience. If you take that infinite something or space and begin to get limited more, right? So like, these aren't chemical descriptions; these are experiential descriptions. Then you have air. Air is like space that's more tangible. Right, you feel a breeze, right? You, take, you can you can you can you can make a, you can blow you can blow air into a balloon, right? and you know it's like it's something, although it's nothing. It's, it's but it's 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 um, it's a uh, something, uh, uh, so, so space air. You take air and you compress it. What happens if you take air and compress it? It gets hot, right? You compress anything it becomes hot. Then you have fire, right? That's another. So it's another limiting of consciousness. You compress it like. You compress fire, 
and this is this is an ancient world. It's not maybe not exactly a biological description or, ge or, or, or chemical description, but you end up with um, condensation, right? If you if if you compress more, you end up with liquid. This is the idea, the, or water, right? And you have water, and you and you compress it more, you slow it down, you limit it, it becomes solid, ice, earth. So space, air, fire, water, earth, right? So this is infinite consciousness. As if being limited, 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 limited. So if you take something infinite and begin and you shove it into a tiny little, remember that from the Aladdin, infinite power, tiny itty bitty living space in the movie Aladdin. It's like something where you put a, a genie in a, in a bottle or something, right? Is cosmic, tremendous, and you limit it. So that's another way of looking at it. If you take something like a, 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 an infinite spring and close it, you 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 make you 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 may, you've made a spring into like a, uh, you know, you know, like a, you open a box and, and the snakes come, you know, that kind of was like you, 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 you can, and that's actually one of the reasons why the Kundalini is visualized as, as, uh, as um, coiled, the idea that it's it's it being condensed, and then if you release it, what happens? It comes undone, right? So the whole thing is being shoved down, shoved, shoved down, and locked into place underneath, underneath the Muladhara Chakra. Underneath, we, and then we sit on, we set it up, and we stick right on top of it. Like, okay, everything's fine, <laughs> nothing can go wrong. <laughs> exactly, right, right. So, uh, um, so, so, he, so, what is it? It's infinite consciousness trapped in matter. Of course, infinite consciousness never trapped in matter. Infinite consciousness is infinite. Actually, matter is a, a speck in the ocean of infinite consciousness. All matter, you know, all trillions of billions of universes, the speck floating in. In infinite consciousness, but that's not our experience. That may be the ultimate experience. Right now, we feel that infinite seems to be trapped. For this first mantra, butra shinga enmeshed, trapped, locked, uh, bound in the elements. That's the first mantra. We're or another way, a simple thing, bound in body consciousness. That's another way of saying it, right? Or bound in material consciousness. That's another way of saying it. That's the same thing. Material consciousness, body consciousness, yogically or astrally or visualized as, as a kundalini trapped underneath muladhara, underneath matter, underneath earth. So, shashumna patena jiva shivam padama shiva. Jiva shivam, the individual self, and padama shiva, supreme self. Right? Padayodhyami, I want to connect. I, 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 I make a union between jiva shivam and padama shiva, the individual self and the infinite self. Right through the path of Shashumna, right. So that means right now, trapped in the elements or trapped in Muladhara, right. I bring the individual and unite it with the supreme, right. So in other words, as soon as you undo it, the, the, that spring comes undone, like, and then you have the the full, the the, the uh, in the Chandi. Remember that when Ma Kali first showed up, as Koshiki, right. The gods go to the Himalayas and they pray Yadavi Sarvabhuteshu, all these prayers, right. Right, and then some some lady comes and sits down on a rock near the river, right, and near the Ganga, and she gets and they, they see her and says, "Oh, who? who uh, how did I get here?" Right, and something like that. And he says, "Oh, hmm? what's that? Who are you? That's right. Thank you. Who are you worshiping? Right? Uh, who are the? Who are you singing to? Of course, they're singing to the goddess who exists everywhere, right? Right, the, the universal goddess who's everything." Chaitanya Rupana Rupana, Mati Rupana, Shakti Rupana, all the, that, that beautiful litany, right? The universal God, the universal conscious they're praying to. Says, Who are you praying to? It's me you're praying to, she answers, 
right? It says, you who've been, who've been kicked out of heaven by the, by, by the, God, by the demons, right? Who have been reduced to, to nothing. You're praying to me, right? And then it just says, then she came out of a sheath. Then from her came another form. And they call it koshiki. means she who comes unsheathed. Now, tantrics have understood this to be a reference to kundalini, right? That comes out of the, this bhuta, shinga, not trapped in the elements, now untrapped, taken out of the, out of the, out of that, uh, out of the sheaths, kaushiki. And what is described? Then it describes her as her feet touch the earth and her crown scrapes the heaven, right? From the, from the, I mean, that's the, that's, that's the image. This is bhuta, shinga, shumna patena. It meshed in the elements from the base chakra to the path of the shumna, I raised the individual soul, and united with Supreme Shiva in the lotus of the head. This is exactly describing that. She, come, she comes up. This is the moment of... Uh, uh, so that, that's... It describes, in one month, it describes our problem, trapped in the elements, what we need to do, and how to do it. The path of the Shushumna, from the base chakra to the top. Right? And we need to un, un, undo. We need to bring her up. Right? And this is Swaha. Swaha, we go, we pour ghee. Right? So actually, this is, these four mantras are fire ceremony mantras. Right, these are these are, uh, and actually in the sannyas, right? There's a thing called virajhoma, where we actually a version of this is done, where we offer the different elements, the different koshas, the different pranas, all these different things into the fire to be transformed. This is a daily sannyas ceremony, right? The whole world must be destroyed so that consciousness become free, right? And, and so, what are we pouring? We're pouring into which fire? We have a fire within us. That's the fire. We have a kund, kundalini. We have a fire pit of consciousness. Chidagni kunda sambhuta. She exists in the fire pit of consciousness, right? At the base of the fire. She is that kundalini. She is that. So we're pouring. And when you pour ghee into the fire, what happens? <laughs> Comes up. Shines up. Right? That, that, that shining, when you pour ghee into the fire and the fire blasts up, that's, again, the symbol or a recreation of this awakening of kundalini. And so we're pouring our attention. We're pouring our awareness into, into, the, into the fire pit of consciousness. Like this. Swaha. So what do we want to do? We want to, we, we, the problem is the container that's holding everything in, that's the, the material body and material consciousness. It's not just, it's not our physical body actually, right? It's our, it's our mental body, it's our astral body, right? It's our, um, uh, it's, our it, it's at the deepest level. Our mistake is not the body, the body is fine. There's saints who have bodies and they have infinite consciousness. So it's not the body that's a problem. Right? It's our consciousness that's the problem, not the body. Right? You know, Sri Ramakrishna had a body, Ramana Rishi had a body, Nandamoyamal had a body, and they had infinite consciousness. Right? You know, so the body is not the problem. We don't have to destroy the body. Right? We have to destroy body consciousness, and, and, that, and that's based upon this, they call it linga sharira, our, astro, our subtle body, or, or um, what's the other one? Um, um, sankocha sharira, the, 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 the um, causal body. These are terms, in, in, in modern, these are just, we consider, we consider the subtle body. Right and uh, um, the, which is the uh, the mind, the prana, the the like this. These go to make up the energetic, subtle body, to which the physical body is the outermost um, manifestation. So that's what we have to burn. That's what we put into the fire. That's the wood. That's the summer green we're throwing in to be burned. So if you're going to burn something, it needs. To, you can't just throw a wet fruit into a fire. You need to you you you, you use dry wood. Right, you dry rice, dry leaves, right? If you want to throw tulsi into the fire, you dry the leaves and then you throw it into the fire, right? So first you have to dry. So um, there's a mantra for air is the bij mantra for air, just like the deities have bij mantras, the elements have bij mantras. And the bij mantra for air is yum, right? And so 
Om Yam Linga Shariram Shoshaya Shoshaya Swaha. O air, invoking the air principle. Linga, the, the subtle body, dry up, dry up, swaha. And then Om Ram, Ram against, it's like we hit Ram, 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 it's fire. O fire, we're invoking fire. The causal body, burn up, burn up, swaha. Right, you're burning, so you're, you're transforming, you're drying and burning your body. And the final mantra is the, the supreme goal of the whole process. Om Parama Shiva Shushumna Patena. O Supreme Shiva. Right. Shashumna Patena. Through the path. Patena. Pat means path. Right. We get the word path from it. Shashumna Patena. Through the path of the Shashumna. Right. Mula Shingata. From the base, Mula, to the, the, the crown. Right. It's like touch her feet, touch the crown. Her, her, her crown scrapes the sky. O Lord Shiva. Through the path of Shashumna. From the base chakra to the crown chakra right then it says um ulassa ulassa jwala jwala prajwala prajwala these don't have proper translations they all mean shine burn radiate um what is it illumine shine shine illumine lumen burn burn like this daha daha right in other words you from the you want the, the light from the, from the base to the top you just you shine burn radiate Right. This is a, that's the ultimate, when that that's the awakened person. That's the awakened kundalini. That's the liberated liberated consciousness. No longer trapped in matter, therefore in in in, in, in um, and or no longer trapped in the um, muladhara, right? But now in union with Shiva, right? And so it's another thing. We Shiva, we in the kundalini system we think in the base of the spine we have Devi, right? Trapped, right? And Gorikun taking her bath in Gorikund, right? Right, and where does she, and Shiva lives up, ignoring everything, lost in the Himalayas, right? We have our own Himalaya. We, we, we've been, to, we, we can go to the place where Gori, where Gori is sleeping, right? <laughs> and you can also go to the place where Shiva is meditating, right? But also you can do that. It, that's expensive and difficult, and you need special permission from the Chinese government now. So it's even more complicated, right? <laughs> You've added the Chinese government into it. It's even more. Um, Complicated than before, right? Or you can also do it internally because we have such a place at the base of the spine, and we have such a place where Shiva lives. At the, he lives visualized at the top of the head, right? This is the Mount Meru. Meru Danda is a, the the Meru mountain is is the spine itself, and and Shiva lives like that. So we want to unite. Another way of saying to unite the individual to the supreme is to unite um, um, uh, Devi with Shiva, right? That's the energetic description of it. Which means that right now Shiva's Devi is at the base and Shiva's on top. If you look at this image of Ma, this is the image of the reverse. Ma standing on top of Shiva. She's come up completely. Shiva's here and she's Ma's on top. This is a sign also. This is has many meanings. This this the image of Ma and Shiva, Shiva, right? But this is one important for a yogi. This is the symbol of awakened awakened consciousness or awakened Kundalini, right? She's in union with the Lord. She's on top. She's standing now fully, right? Uh, in beyond duality, in, in many many sense, so that's. Um, um, let's see how we do. <laughs> we'll just end right there. Thank you very much. Now, uh, uh, so that this mantra, this four this four verse mantra, it's in one sense. If you could just do it with consciousness, that's what's in the small book. The mantra is given with the translation and a little bit of a footnote that describes some of the details, uh, um, and it 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 it's it, theoretically that's sufficient. Right, you know, just we say you just say Om Namah Shivaya is sufficient. I bow to Shiva or Shiva, Shivaya, O Shiva, Namaha, not me. 
right? That's that's also Buddha Shuti, right? You're uh, affirming infinite consciousness and leaving separated consciousness behind. Namaha, not me. That's where it comes from. The word namam, right? Right. So that itself is Buddha Shuti, you know. Or Thakur said, "Thou, thou, not I, not I." That's also Buddha Shuti, right? Or even says, "Oh, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a." Uh, some of you say, "Oh, I'm a soul in a body." I don't have a, you know, even those type of things are, Buddha, are, are types of Buddha Shruti. In the Vaishnava um, uh, Tantra, on the Hari Bhakti Vilas, there's one important Vaishnava, Gaudiya Vaishnava text, it describes the Buddha Shruti is given differently because they don't have the, they don't visualize the same Kundalini and chakras, and, and they also don't start with the idea that we're non different from Shiva or like this because it's a dualistic system. Right, so they say I'm. So what is it that goes to make up our body consciousness? Is it's called um, um, varnasham. We have four stages of life and four. Right, so we have the four. Uh, uh, we're, we can be brahmacharis. We can be uh, householders. We can be retired. We can be uh, monastics. We can be brahmins. We can be chatras. We can be sudras. We can be all these different ways of our stages of life that are part of our identity and, and define our dharma and. Our relationships, our, our our positions in society—that's a way of saying. It. So there's a mantra that says, "I am not actually." The truth is, I'm not a Brahmin, and I'm not a Chatriya, I'm not a Vaishya, I'm not a Sudra, I'm not a Brahmachari, I'm not a Grihastha, I'm not a Vanaprastha, I'm not a Sanyasi, right? So it's like, I am in fact, instead, in reality, a servant of the servant of the servant of Lord Krishna, at the feet of Lord Krishna, something like this, some version like this, right? That's you identify. That's another. That's also Buddha Shruti. You're not this body. You're not its identifications, right? We're spiritual. Whatever spiritual, different sects and different traditions have a different idea what it means to be. Our spiritual identity may be different. This is using a tantric form, which is non-dualistic in its nature. So it's using like we're one with Shiva, right? But it's the same thing. It's still that's still considered Buddha Shuti. The part of the puja, the Hari Bhakti Vilas, is identifying. I'm a spirit. I'm a, I'm I'm not just a spiritual. I'm a devotee of. I'm a part and parcel. I'm a devotee servant. Eternally related to God. I'm not this body. I'm not its its relationships and stages of life. Right. That itself is a great Buddha Shuti. <clears throat> There's a um um um. Conscious. Uh, another point that's part of the Buddha Shuti conception is that we're not that we're consciousness doesn't have quality normal description of qualities. They can say, oh, consciousness is infinite, but infinite, consciousness is beyond equalities. So even infinite is just, it's what one person said, it's like, it's beyond description, but it's best described as. I like this term, right? Like, like uh, uh, consciousness is beyond description, but it's best described as infinite, right? So we could use, that's a good description, it's not accurate because it's beyond description, either like that. So I like this idea. So it has no, so it doesn't have any qualities in the normal, so it doesn't have shape, color, name. Nama, Rupa, and Guna, right? But what it, what it, but it seems to take on the qualities, shape, Nama, Rupa, and Guna of its seeming container. Like, you know, water, you know, water within a, like, I don't have a cup here, but if you, you know, you have a, you have a cup or a mug, the water, the shape, the water or the, the air inside of a mug, it's not, we, it, we, we think, oh, it's mug-shaped. Right, but it's not mug shape. It's just that's convenient, right? It's infinite. It's we've separated part of it, and we call that mug shape. So by changing, by re, by removing, by ignoring, removing, transcending, uh, uh, how's it going? Um, I kind of would like to make an analogy. 
Okay. 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 Yeah, that's a problem. So I would say people turn on. Yeah, we should end. Then we continue. We can pick this up next week. Then, God willing. We should clear because yeah. There's been over 100 acres burnt. Yeah, and it's zero, zero containment. Zero containment. Yeah. And it's not that way. far. No, it's very close. Yeah. And, and between us and them of, is only dry brush. That's a problem. All so. Half of the world has been evacuated. They're evacuating people in Laguna. So mm -hmm. if we have a whole street full of Yeah, yeah. It may be. Yeah, yeah. So please don't. Okay, we'll, we'll end. Anyway, there's a